Hello, hello, all my peeps. Yes, it's hump day. Thank you for tuning in. Turning around with Marta, podcast of bizarre nature. Anything and everything goes here. I hope you will stick around and keep on following and listening because you never know what you're going to get. Let's get started, shall we? So what's up? How are you doing? All right. Just busy as fuck, which is a good thing. Yep. How are you? What's up with you? Busy as fuck as well. Trash truck? No, just a regular Honda with some modified shit. Oh, fart tubes, they call those. Big exhaust. Yeah, they like to make noise. So is this computer today. (laughs) Beautiful. Oh, well. Let's talk about, I think a lot of stuff now that I'm concerned about is, you know, what's in our food. Like, there's natural way to also add shit to food instead of using coloring. You know, the food colors that they add, I was thinking, like, why can't we just use beets for red? You know? Right. Simple, simple change. Well, see... I understand both sides of that. I mean, I don't understand why they would poison us with that. But the reason they do that is because red dye number 40 is a lot easier to make. Beats. That's it. It's all. Fucking turn everything red. Just a drop. So it's as easy as fucking using natural shit. And what's in our product that we use daily. Just soap, body wash, you know, hair and all that stuff. So I'll let you... Talk about this because I know you're you're getting uh, excited in there. Yes. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. I would like to talk about that and into your herbalism and everything. So Okay. What is your your take on maybe we can start with the additives and because you are all about natural and all that stuff. So what do you what is your take today? And I'm gonna mute my mic. See oh if that, my god. That's gonna help. So I'm just okay. gonna nod. Okay. Um, okay. Well, first thing I have to say about our food in the United States and the things that we use on our bodies and everything and candles and all that stuff, it's all freaking bad. I don't mean to make people like paranoid, but it's good to have a little bit of paranoia with the things that you're ingesting or you're putting on your skin. It's good to read the ingredients and freaking Google the stuff to see what the things are that they're putting in our food. One big thing that people are not aware of is citric acid. So people think citric acid, well, That's okay for us because, you know, citric, it comes from the citrus plant, you know, from lemons and limes and oranges. It's okay. Well, it used to be from citrus fruits, but now it is not. It is just like a lot of our, well, our pharmaceuticals, they put them in, you know, scientists said, okay, let's figure out how to make this ourselves because it's too expensive to harvest the stuff and to drive the things and to do all these things with it to make a, a medicine or a, a freaking food. It's 
citric acid is not what it used to be. And I encourage people to look up citric acid past what they used to make it out of and what they make it out of now. That is huge. Whoa. Let me think. The dyes and stuff. I mean, a lot of people are aware of the dyes they put in our food and how it's really bad for us. And they say, you know, red dye number 40, don't give it to your children. Man, don't give it to yourself either because that stuff is crap and it's bad. And that's how they get the kids in the stores with the colorings to want the foods, to tell the parent to buy the food. They put the foods that are really bad on the bottom shelves for the children's height and the colors and all the things to make the parents feel bad for not buying their kids the, I won't say brand names, but we all know what they are, especially in cereal. It's all of it's really, really bad. I just encourage the listeners to be a little paranoid and look at their ingredients and their foods. If they don't know what the words are, Google them, research them, go to the library, do ever, however you research and find out what those ingredients really are. I was going to add, uh, anytime you hear like, uh, and oh, other natural yeah. flavors, there's nothing natural about those fucking flavors because you won't even no. name them. If they were natural, yeah, you would put them together. Yeah, exactly. You know, gum, the oils, like since my husband's illness, I am, I just grab stuff that's I've already looked up and Anything that has a huge list of things, including gum, natural ingredients, and palm oil, any yeah. kind of oils that yeah. will make your inflammatory system just Ooh. kaboom. Yeah. So yeah, continue. I was also going to say about the body product, along with the food, let me go there too. So food and body products that are, I'm making the hand quotients good for you are better for you. It just makes me sick, honestly. We have certain brands where we were, right, they come out, they're like, okay, all natural ingredients in the food and in the body products and things. And then big companies buy them and they go, whoop, that costs too much to do that like that little company did before we bought it. So let's greenwash it, what they call it. So they can put FDA kills me. FDA, from what my understanding is, not a lot of people and they're not doing the research of all the stuff that needs to be done. If it says FDA approved, it does not mean shit to me because I don't trust. I don't trust it unless me, myself, is growing it in the ground, eating and eating it, making myself or growing in ground, putting with things also that is grown like or, you know, harvested like beeswax and stuff and putting it on my body. Since I've learned all this stuff, I literally have a bottle of perfume that I used to love. And I got it right before this, my whole journey started. And the only time that I will wear that perfume is if it will not touch my skin. And even whenever I'm spraying, I'm like, oh my God, this is toxic. Oh my gosh, this is toxic. I shouldn't be wearing this. But I love that perfume. And it's going to sit there for, I guess, I don't know, till it turns to... I don't know what perfume turns to, but I know it stinks when it's old because I, I won't use it. I'd rather use my vitamin E oil, my almond oil mixed with my essential oils that I know also, and you really have to do research on that too. You really need to do research on where the essential oils are coming from. If they are food grade, if they are 
just scents. So some scents you get are just for your wax warmer and they're probably not good to inhale. And they're probably not good if you have animals in your home because a lot of those are poisonous for your pets, birds, cats, dogs, whatever you have in there. Then, and more than likely, you don't have a window open to let it go out because you want your house to smell good. I only used few that were topical and then that's it. I don't mm -hmm. like anything that's, I don't want anything coming into my lungs. It's not natural and you can't just trust any of that going in. Right. For me, for right. them, and for my pets. You can think about incense. If you know, if you trust the maker of the incense, incense are uh, the way I make my house smell good whenever I want to. Um, some of the incense actually cleans the air. So there's a few that you could look into that actually cleans the air. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Continue. Right. And we weren't taught that. I was never taught that. Light a candle or whatever, you know, or whatever. Just light it. You don't have to worry about opening a window. But, man, you see, I have fans in my house all the time. And normally I have a window open, even if it's just a little bit. Because they say that inside air is worse than outside air. And outside air is freaking shit in a lot of places. So, did you know this? I'm going to give you a tidbit that I did not have any clue. And I wish I wouldn't have took the sticker off. So we have something called a mini split in our home. We live in a tiny home. And what it is, it's a, a heater and an AC unit all in one. Okay. And it doesn't take any ventilation or anything. It just goes through your wall and then it cools or heats a certain uh, square footage. Okay. Well, I'm a clean freak. So I was up there one day with my magic eraser and it's white. And I was like, okay, I'm going to clean it off. And I was rubbing away and I found a sticker on there. And it says that the air condition can cause cancer in so many words. And whenever, I'm going to tidbit on this for one second. People always say in my area, which I'm in Missouri, oh my gosh, look at this freaking California. You can't have this and you can't have that. And you can't have that. You know, you get the labels. We get labels around here. And it says not, does not meet the requirements to sell in California and blah, 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 after about cancer causing agents. I look at these people and I say, my opinion is I wish our state was like that to not allow the crap in our state that they don't allow in other states, just like UK, like we spoke about before the food difference in the UK versus United States. But now you got to think about it. How many people read that sticker? That sticker was on here for four years before I actually realized that it was saying something like that. And I almost guarantee that if both of us walked out and got in our car and got our owner's manual out, you know, there's AC in our cars. I almost guarantee that it would say that it causes cancer. Now, I know a lot with the government and things and our food things that come in say that we have a big responsibility as a consumer. But in my opinion, that's fucked up. Like, we would know that if we read the manual. Are you freaking kidding me? Who reads a manual to their car? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or, well, and then we will order things, you know, whenever I order stuff on online. It doesn't have to be Amazon, yeah. but any. Sometimes we cannot actually, you put in your address and it says you can't purchase that because it's not cleared for California. Yeah. Capitalism you know. or whatever. You can't, they shouldn't be able to tell you what you can and can't have. Right. We're not, we don't want a cancer and many people have cancer. Right. 
that they don't right. even know about. Right. Um, but there's a lot of products here that, you know, and that it makes you think about like, what do you mean this could cause cancer? It's a pillow or the, you know, what the fuck is yeah. in all, all those materials? I had my last suitcase I bought, Marta, and it said that on it, had the thing on it. And I'm like, it's a freaking suitcase. Are you kidding right. me? So if it you heats know, up, it spews some fucking fume. Is right, it lead? Right. Is it, it's made you out know. Of something petroleum. Yeah. It's a petroleum-based material. I'm curious to know if there's like any kind of studies. Since I'm not sure how long California has had these laws and regulations, but I'm really curious to see if people, if there's a lower ratio of people who born there, live there for um, any types of cancer versus people who have moved there. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Who haven't yeah. lived there all? Do you know when that law came in effect or those regulations? So there was a Proposition 65, what became law in 1986 in California. And it's not just regarding products from California, but anything coming to California from anywhere else has to have that label. So 1986. Nice. So quite a long time. Yeah. I, I really thought it was few years but i think basically that's when i actually paid attention well i moved here four years ago so i've never seen those labels unless it was a california item maybe i never paid attention to it till i moved here and it's everywhere on everything yeah yeah because i've been curious about that also was watching thing on one of the streaming platforms most of people who live to 100 plus are all in japan huge uh -huh. concentration of people in okinawa uh -huh. they're 100 something years old no eyeglasses they're working right. their field they're eating super healthy some people take medicine that's yeah. one huge difference basically they eat foods that are for a purpose so purple sweet uh, potatoes were one one of the villages was like, they put that shit everywhere. And right. then, you know, the herbs and all. But they all spend time playing games, like without, away from TV and all that stuff. They're outside half a day. They're working fields. You know, they're little gardens. And they walk. Vitamin D, yes. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. They're moving their ass, like most of the day. And they have yeah. puzzles and they congregate in groups, dance, just laugh and push it. And they do yoga. Exactly. So Okinawa, then another place is there and one place in California. Like really? um, Loma Linda, California. Yeah, it, there's one place. It's just a regular village, but it's like... All I mean, these people are living 100 plus, and it's all races, not one specific. It's everyone. And they, that's interesting. They're spending a lot of time outside. Like, right. The vitamin D from the sun, and they're outside on the ground. And I guarantee a lot of those people don't wear shoes all the freaking time. Yeah. And that's grounding called, called earthing. And that inflammation decreases inflammation, decreases anxiety, and, dec and decreases. Depression decreases different diseases in your body. It's caused yeah. by the inflammation and mutants. None of them were obese. So whoever they showed, like there was even the, the people in that village, California area, or Okinawa, yeah. obese, they don't have diabetes, they don't have any of those chronic illnesses that people 
like they grew the medicine themselves and used yeah. it, you know, from where all of our pharmaceuticals in the United States have came from is all from a freaking plant. It all yeah. started with the plant. That's where they have all the actions and the different parts of the plants that do different things. That's where they got it. And then things happened and people came in and they thought, oh, we got to make some money because right. money is ego. And then they put them in. That's where petroleum-based pharmaceuticals came from, as people take here. And it's on commercials, every other one. Either you have alcohol, you have fast food, or you have a pharmaceutical commercial. Yeah. I mean, I believe that they're causing illnesses so they can make money by coming up with medicine. But it's not curative because they have to keep making money. That's a different... Day, I think. Uh -huh. All right, back to herbs. So I guess I would ask you, what do you guys grow versus what you bring in? And of course, I want to, I want the listeners to learn about your business and what you guys make, you and your husband. And what, how much is it, you know, from your own growing, forging, that we eat or that we make into our products. Uh, I think products, because we we talked about how, you know, we want more transparency with what we use for our bodies. And we yes. don't get that from big corporations because they just, the cheaper, the better for them. Right. So I think, yeah. you know, talking about stuff that you guys make with you know, natural things would be good. I'll mute myself again, uh, here, just so it's clear. Okay. Here at uh, Little Bermuda Farms, that's what our farm's name is, uh, we grow a lot of medicinal weeds, which sounds funny, but they, they've been categorized as weeds, and different uh, herbs in that category as the we have been categorized. Do you know what I'm saying? We grow a lot of them ourselves. Whenever I was going to herbalism school, actually one of our our assignments was to go outside somewhere. I was lucky enough to be down here in the country. But go outside and find three different medicinal weeds, as the category was. And I found a whole bunch. I couldn't stop at three. I mean, it was amazing, all the different things, different types of plants that we have growing here that we had been, you know, weed eating or pulling or whatever, whenever we were building down here. It's really amazing for to walk outside and actually pay attention and stop for a minute, number one, and pay attention to the green growing around you. The listeners can, I know that they are AI cameras, different like Google lenses and things. I encourage them to go outside and find a, a weed or a plant or a bush or a tree and find out about it and see what it is. Um, I don't encourage them to ingest them and put them on their skin immediately because they can be medicinal. They're medicinal. So that like we talked about in previous episode or this episode, not sure about all of the pharmaceutical ingredients and actions coming from plants. So in order to use plants, unless you're going to start like with dandelion, dandelion's a really good one. We were taught you don't harvest by the road. 
you take what you take a little and leave a lot. So you got to think of all of the pollution on the longer roadways. So I encourage people do not harvest or wildcraft from the side of the road. Um, if you do find something and you know 100% sure that it is that medicinal plant, take a little bit, note where it is, and go back and leave that lots because they do seed and you'll have a lot more next year, next season. But yeah, the, the really big thing is to make sure that you're 100% on what your if you're going to do something with it like i was saying dandelion is really good um i encourage the listeners to look up the benefits of dandelion tea you can go out in your yard as long as it hasn't been treated with fertilizer or spray for bugs or anything like that i also encourage people to leave a little patch in their yard just leave a little patch in your yard and you'll have white clover growing you'll have dandelion growing there's another one called uh Purslane, which is very rare in some areas, I hear we have it. We have it here at, on our farm. Um, you'll probably find some of that too. And I mean, those are really low-key herbs that you can use. You know, if you do your research and you find out about them, that that can really improve uh, different things in your life. You know, each herb has different actions and different things that it helps with. There's whenever you're drinking tea, note tea is a diuretic, which means it's going to make you urinate a lot. So whenever you're drinking tea, if you think you're hydrating yourself, you're actually not. You have to drink water in between those. I know it's made of water. I was stuck on tea for a really long time and I had massive migraines and I didn't know why. Bitch, I was dehydrated and I didn't realize it. Until I found out what a freaking diuretic was. I heard of diuretic. I'm thinking old people. I'm not thinking anything to do with me. So, so I, I want people to, if you want to go out. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to jump in. As you say. Yeah. People who drink tea, you know, they think that's water. So you would have to challenge my parents because uh, when I visited them, Basically, their kitchen, it's like a galley style, style kitchen. It, mm -hmm. You walk in and you would see like 20 cups, like lined yeah. up, and they're all full of right. tea. So my parents would just come in and then just grab a couple cups. It's yeah. really bizarre, but, yeah. you know, they would just come in and whatever is up, upright, would just pour a new yeah. batch and they just come in and they grab you know new cups and I always had this argument with my parents you're not having enough water you're just having caffeine yeah. and they're right. like but we put water in there okay so we're not dehydrated I and it's just like a losing thinking. argument Right. But I, I understand they're thinking, hell, it's my husband. Honey, you don't drink enough water. I don't like water. I don't like water. So I'm like, there's water in my tea, babe. I'm fine. But as soon as I stopped drinking that freaking tea every single day, now I'm talking, I have dry mouth. So I have to have a drink constantly, right? All the time. So that would be uh, two gallons of tea a day. Easy easy 
So then when I found about the diuretic and the teas and I'm like, oh crap, uh, my headaches have went away. I don't have them as often because I am now a hydrated bitch. And I actually drink water with, because I don't like the taste of water and we have it from the well. So that means it comes from the ground here where we live. It's not put through any system of cleaning from pee pee poo poo water. You know what I'm saying? Um, I drink water with lemon juice and lime, lime juice. And I also add pure cane sugar to it. So it's a very mild, um, I'd have to ask my husband the recipe, but it's a very mild in a gallon. So it's a very mild lemon lime and a little bit of sweet tasting. Pure cane sugar is good for you. We are told sugar is bad for you. Um, the white sugar, it's not good for you. Um, the sugar additives they put in all of our foods, that's not good for you. Pure cane sugar is exactly what it is. Pure from the cane sugar. Now, if I could grow that shit, I'd be on that. But I cannot grow lemons, limes, and pure cane sugar in freaking Missouri. So I'm kind of outed. Yeah, I mean, I try. I have a lemon bush, but it's just struggling. Hopefully the three-year mark will start producing something. Um, I was just going to add, yes. you can always use, you know, a little bit of ginger and turmeric. I mean, I actually enjoyed... What did I make? Um, I basically cooked broccoli. This is like the best thing I like to drink when I make broccoli. Then I take the water with the broccoli, you know, that was cooked in. Yeah. And I add um, the green turmeric. Yeah. So warm, you know, it's hot. I like hot fucking yep. liquid. So then I add turmeric, um, uh, black pepper to that water and it's just mm -hmm. like the best shit you can drink no salt i don't salt my vegetables yeah. i have blood pressure issues celtic salt has what 42 uh minerals in it that we don't get in our food just yeah. a pinch of celtic salt in water makes it actually worth drinking like an electrolyte a yeah i have himalayan yes pink. celtic still better because it's literally, literally celtic salt is Hand harvested from the Celtic Sea. So I can switch. Yeah, that would be my advice for that. We're talking about iodized salt. Yeah. Different subject, right? Yes. Right. Iodized we can do a whole show on yeah. fucking salt. Separate salt, separate sugar. Right. Uh, yeah. Because you're talking but, about salt, which is magnesium, and I can go crazy on magnesiums. Yeah. There's like. Well, talk about. Uh, yeah, I want to. I'm interested in, you know, so now what you guys make. I know you have soap. You just launched a magnesium spray. Yes. And, and you, actually, you also uh, offer seeds. I'm doing a Reiki infused magnesium oil spray now. Um, since I'm a Reiki master, I've, I've thought, how am I going to be, um, put myself apart from everybody else selling this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I am Reiki infusing each bottle of the magnesium um, spray oil spray. And that includes the magnesium chloride which I encourage the listeners to look up the benefits of that. Grapeseed oil, distilled water. Distilled water has no bacteria in it at all, so it's more shelf-stable. So I don't have to add anything to it, like the bad stuff, to make it shelf-stable. And essential oils is a, um, you can add it on. Some people don't want any smell. You can do it that way too. 
but mm -hmm. magnesium chloride is amazing for your body. So we, we've been making that uh, more recently. We, uh, like you said, so we do different types of balms, which is from uh, two different plants that we have here at our farm. St uh, stinging nettle is a good pain reliever and we sell a pain balm, which is the stinging nettle with a uh, beeswax and cold pressed uh, coconut oil. Mm. And that's the only ingredients. Nice. And then we have a plantain, which is a broadleaf plantain. And that is the antibacterial. Oh, and there's actually three. And then we have the calendula too, and it's antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. I've had customers use the calendula balm on a chlorine burn. So a child went into the pool and it irritated his face and he used it on his face and it cleared it up. Nice. Uh, the next thing, same child had one of his friends come over, spend the night and he, the friend had poison ivy. Oh God. And they didn't know it. And the boy slept, slept in the bed and then got poison ivy on his skin, put on the calendula balm, gone. Nice. Um, one thing with a, customer I'd heard this morning, she had got one of our trial magnesium sprays. She has eczema and she is seeing a difference in her eczema from hmm. that magnesium spray because the reason we're putting it on our skin, because whenever you take a magnesium supplement, your body does not absorb that fully. It's about 30%, they think. Yeah. And we, I put it on our skin because this is the biggest organ in our body is our skin. So whenever the Customer said that to me actually this morning. I thought she is low in magnesium. That's why her eczema was flaring. So I'm doing different connections scientifically over here, you know, trying to figure out all the different things that have been already been said about it. But if I can see new things that are being helped with with the spray would be really, really cool, I think. Yeah. Her, I missed the trial thing. I have one more. No, I could make you one. I'll make my friend um, one. And, and then we're going to do a holiday show. show, people. We're going to do special, special gifting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, and then we also do a um, honey hair oil. And I love this. I, you know, my hair's long and thick like yours. Um, we try to do everything based around honey of some type, either the smell, using beeswax, using the pure honey itself. So it's a, a honey hair oil. And it is cold pressed almond oil and mm. essential oils. We nice. have the, the honey essential oil. Oh my gosh, the stuff. My hair just sucks it up like crazy. I need that Especially shit. during the summer months, whenever it's dry. Right. Oh, I need it year um, round here. I don't know how you do your hair. I don't know how you do your hair, but I wash my hair not as often as most people because it's so much. I wash um, it once. So whenever I wash, I'll rush it out afterwards to get rid of the knots and stuff. And if mm -hmm. I use this honey hair oil, oh my gosh, I am not ripping and tearing at my hair. Nice. I'm saying maybe 10 minutes brushing my hair and I'm done. All the knots and everything are gone. And then whenever I'm doing my hair in an up style or anything, or even down, I can put a little on my palm again and then just rub it through wherever it's kind of frizzy or anything. Mm -hmm. And the smell, I mean, the honey mm -hmm. smell is just like, it's I get told all the time that I smell so good all the time. Be like, well, I that's bet. Da, 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 or that's that's yeah. Honey so then, smells um, like I was honey. Also talk about imagine that. Mm. Um, I was also going to talk about we have uh, glycerites that we do 
And we, the glyceride is actually, if the listeners have heard of a tincture in herbalism, that is a alcohol menstruum or alcohol base. And we have alcoholism in our family. So we use a vegetable glycerin instead nice. for the, the types, you know, it's used the same way as a tincture. So we do that, but, and elixirs, but I usually keep those. I don't sell those just online to anybody because I like to speak to the people to know what they're looking for it to do for them. I've heard so many times people go into little markets and stuff and they say, oh, for instance, they say, oh my gosh, I got this bottle of oregano oil and yeah, oh, I haven't used it. I'm going to go ahead and use it because I'm feeling a little cold coming on. I think I'm going to take a teaspoon and I about fall off my seat. Do you know that if made correctly for the, for the oregano oil, right? So it'd be the different parts, the oil and the oregano together. It's usually, I think it's a four to one. The max dosage of oregano oil is six drops a day, max. So they're like, oh, I'm just going to take a teaspoon. It's whenever people don't understand what it is. Like, I'm not going to give somebody some, you know, sell somebody something and not know why they need it or tell them how to use it. Right. Because I hear this all the time. It's a combination of, you know, understanding the purpose of the item and the right usage yes. I mean, because that's going to work. Nobody, nobody would think oregano would be something that it's medicinal. Our food yeah. is our medicine again. Yeah. And if you're using fresh or dried listeners, you don't have to worry about it. You can totally put as much you want on there. Whenever you're making a tincture or a glyceride, this is actually steeped down for a long time. And so it's concentrated uh, oil that I'm speaking of right now. So you don't have to worry about it. You can, you know, sprinkle it everywhere you want because it's good for you. Mm -hmm. But whenever you use it in concentrated forms, you really have to be careful. So, you know, if you're going to different markets and stuff and seeing people that have the stuff, man, just, just like harvesting things, be really aware of what it is and ask questions to the makers and things. I'm not saying there's not any makers out there who do instruct their, their customers to do this or do that. Right. It's just that. It well, is Google so it. To you know, know, if you don't get the answer from the seller, you know, you've, you've heard this, this can help you. So get do, it, but just Google it. When you Google too, you have to watch out. You get a lot of opinions again. Okay? Well, that's true. So I encourage the listeners to go to the NIH website, which is the National Institute of Health. And there is, they do refer to herbs on their website. Very good. So you can look it up on the website. So I think that would be compared to WebMD, which is really good. Mm-hmm. If you have something wrong, you know, it has a lot of information. I would right. say the NIH would be one of the closest without opinion because, you know, I could post in a whole bunch of different places and say all kinds of stuff that's not right. And right. it could be on a Google search. You know what I'm saying? True. So, you know, resource. Um, Can you repeat the talked about seed. address again? Seeds are ourselves. NIH.gov. We might have okay. to check on that. I'll, I'll but it is the NIH before. website, the National okay. Health. Cool. That helps. Right on. And then um, we do sell seeds on Etsy. We harvest the, we wildcraft the seeds here. We grow them. 
we um, wait from the dry, we dry the seeds, we separate and we bag them and sell them. And cool. one of our big sellers is mullen seeds and then the loofah seeds. Um, mullen are medicinal from the root to the leaves to the flowers. A uh, loofah is just really cool. Um, you can eat them actually when they're young and they almost taste like a zucchini. Nice. Um, whenever you wait for them to get older and they dry out, it's a very good exfoliant. So people think loofah that you buy at the store, that's actually a plant. So, you know, we have people uh, buying them and growing them all over the country. I actually want to start a map of where all my seeds go because I say I'm a that seed be planter. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. I think I'm going to print out a little map and put a little pin where the different seeds go. Because ironically, when I went to Vegas not too long ago, I got an order for seeds, loofah seeds, that went to North Las Vegas. Thanks, universe. Isn't that nice. interesting? Yeah. I was like, well, shit, I could have freaking brought them to them and freaking delivered them by hand. Sprinkle them around. Right. Cool. Yeah. Right. But the magnesium spray, I tell people, do not spray on after you've shaved your armpits no. or your legs because it is salt. No cuts. It's going to burn. I made yeah. the mistake. I made the mistake on my armpit. It took about mm, six, eight hours before it stopped burning like a son of a Ooh, bitch. Damn. And then I'm like, whoa, brandy, it's salt. Don't spray it on right after you shave. Fuck me. Huh. Um, said he has eczema. One of has eczema. Well, the... All three of them actually have it. My husband as well, but they they really had you it really bad. In your gut, it's in your gut. It starts from it your gut. Surprise so me. All the, the things. Yeah, it starts with their gut. So I would look at their gut health. I don't know if they if they have any allergies towards uh, gluten and things. That'll make a difference. Yeah, uh, the foods that they're eating. Can cause the eczema, but that's that the that starts in your gut, honestly. True. Um, I do have topical things that will work, but in the you know, I would be looking at the the gut health in the meantime. Do they do probiotics or prebiotics? Mm, no, not really. Um, I take a papaya enzyme every day because I have or had IBS or IBC, all the different IBs. Um. GERD and all that stuff. I take papaya. a papaya, uh, papaya enzyme. So papaya and that really also... helps with a lot of things. Right. So before I forget, my husband going through chemo. So now they told him to um, use the papaya extract. Well, talking about extracts uh -huh. um, throughout the day to build up his platelets. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, That's something so new. That I didn't works. realize that. And that has to be from the That's leaf. Now you can't just eat the the fruit and think it's gonna work. Right. No, it has to be derived right. from the leaf and seeds. Yes, and sometimes the like we were talking about the herbs before and the different kinds of weeds, the different parts of the plant sometimes had different effects. So that's totally understandable. Um, and I also really before I uh, before I forget, and we run out of time. You also mentioned um, that you use another good thing that you're making is uh, the alcohol-free because it's also yes. for the chemo patients, you cannot have uh, alcohol-based products on your skin. So 
you know, that's another. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another great thing that you're Um, making because it's really hard to find. Alcohol in any of my sprays. I don't use alcohol in any of my sprays either because I make myself um, a protection spray and a room spray. And I Mm. use the base is a witch hazel just because I don't want alcohol. Yeah. You know, so I could actually, if I'm like, "Mm, boy, that's right. I could spray it on my skin, which hazel is medicinal. Right. So it's going to help my skin anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just, that's very interesting. You can, yeah, you can promote that to your chemo and cancer and other illnesses, I'm sure, that want to be alcohol free. Right. But it's, it's really tough to find. I mainly did it for. I mainly did it for Tyler. Initially, that's how I started out. Whenever I was still in school, I learned about passion flower for anxiety and depression. And I went, what? Passion right. flower? Oh, I know that's a beautiful flower, you know? So then I started doing research on that and you actually use the leaves of it. And uh, that's whenever I made the, the vegetable glycerin, which is a glycerite. And she takes that to this day. Nice. You know, with her dosage for her, for her, what she wanted from it, it's totally different for everybody. But mm-hmm. yeah, she, she loves it. And I make it uh, very viscous. So it's thicker. So when mm-hmm. you put it on a teaspoon or a tablespoon, you know, versus drops, but okay. yeah, it, it, I, I like it that I don't have to worry about that. She doesn't have to worry about that. The, the medicine is natural. She didn't want to take any pharmaceuticals and that's understandable. um and it seems to really help her and she's been like i said she's been on that for about i'd say the school so i'd say about two years i mean it's yeah amazing what's out there that we don't use and we should instead of fucking pills and we it's convenient martha it's convenient who wants to go in their yard and harvest and stuff and dry it and put it in the capsule form and then ingest it. I mean, I know. You know, but it's worth that's it. That's why foods. That's why the grocery store is like it is. That's why I love yourself enough to do it. People say, "Oh, well, that's expensive." Love yourself enough to do that for yourself. But it's worth you're it. You're helping yourself. Right. You're helping everybody else around you. Exactly. Right? Yeah, just like meditation. It's worth that five minutes, even if you're doing it driving to work or you're sitting on the shitter. It's worth it. Well, when you're driving to the work, you should be listening to my podcast and meditate. <laughs> and then after that, okay, how about after work you meditate? Well, I love morning yeah. affirmations, though. Morning affirmations are wonderful. That should be Looking fast, Looking in the probably. mirror and telling yourself that you're yeah. beautiful. Well, I just get up and I say, and you know what? Worthy. I have another day on this earth. And I'm thankful for that. Just being able to get out of the bed and walk and, you know, simple shit. Take a shit, you know. I'm thankful to do that. Some people can't shit. Yes, gratitude is huge. So Um, There's actually a tool uh, I learned. It's a, I learned it from, it's actually called The Tools. And it was from a documentary where we can't say where it was from. But it was an actor and he was talking with the therapist. And this therapist actually has a book and it's called The Tools. And this is very interesting. Talking about gratitude, there's been scientific uh, uh, research done to where if you say three things you're grateful for in the morning, okay? And we don't start with big things because we're going to do this every day. So we want to have a lot to be grateful for, right? So for instance, this morning I got up and I said, I'm grateful for the sun shining. 
I am grateful for the nice weather we're having today. And I'm grateful that I get to be on a podcast with my friend. And then the last time, the last thing you say is I'm, I'm grateful for, and you don't say anything. That last one, that fourth one, you say, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for. And it's been scientifically proven that your brain keeps that feeling of gratitude throughout the day because you let that last one hang. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. And it makes you actually look for things like, Ooh, what am I going to say tomorrow? You know, right. what am I going to be grateful for? You know? Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yes, ma'am. Uh -huh. Yep. Gives me a lot to think about. That's for sure. Always thank you for tuning in to this shit show and to my special guest, Brandy as always, for so much information and see you next time. Bye-bye.